Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through. Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for listening today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Park. We invite you to look with us in the Gospel of John, John chapter 14, beginning at verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. A little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. At that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Verses 12 to 28, John chapter 14. Father, we thank you once again for the wonderful gift, the powerful gift, the blessed gift of your word. And thank you, Lord, also for the wonderful gift, the precious and blessed gift of the Holy Spirit who dwells inside of us. Thank you for the ongoing and the wonderful ministry of your Holy Spirit that's working in us and through us each and every day. Father, more and more, help us to grow in our understanding of the critically important ministry of the Holy Spirit working in and upon our lives and help us to live as vessels that are fully available to be used by you, to be used mightily by your Holy Spirit every day of our lives. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we do come to you today with grateful hearts that you sent a comforter, a helper to us, Father, what a kindness that we have the guide of the Holy Spirit, the, the correction of the Holy Spirit, the, uh, the, 
the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we rejoice in that today. We thank you for your precious son, Jesus, and his terrible death on Calvary's cross for us. God, we thank you for loving us and for this eternal love that you show to us, that you have set your affection on us. We rejoice in that today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family today. Uh, Today we're inviting you to focus specifically on the topic, walking and moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know, the, the subject, the biblical subject of looking at what the Word of God teaches us about the person of the Holy Spirit is such an exciting topic, a powerful topic, but also a very practical and fruitful topic because the reality is, you know, as believers, we're to be moving in the power of the Holy Spirit every day of our lives. In fact, our goal is to be to function function in the hand and in the power of the Holy Spirit moment by moment in our lives. What a blessing it is for us to read and study the Word of God and learn more about the ministry of the precious Holy Spirit. Uh, And so as we begin uh, looking at this topic, I want to invite you to the book of Acts chapter 2, a foundational passage that teaches us, amongst other things, about the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out. Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born, Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own language the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, They are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, 
blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verses 1 through 21, Acts chapter 2. Father, thank you once again for your word, which illuminates us in, in so many ways and on so many subjects and topics. Thank you again for the wonderful opportunity to learn more about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for every person listening in your spirit at work in their lives. Anoint the minds, ears, heart, and understanding of each of us with a mighty, 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 mighty anointing so that we'll be abundantly receptive to your word and your will and your spirit. Touch us all, Lord. Help us to repent of wrong we've done against you. Help us to seek forgiveness. Fill each of us anew with your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your joy, peace, mercy, and grace. And empower us to grow much in our understanding of the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit and how we can live a life that's fully cooperative and fully in tune, walking with your Holy Spirit each and every day, walking in the power of your Spirit each and every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, we're looking today specifically at the topic, walking and moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it's really interesting to note, too, that, you know, the Holy Spirit is found actually in every book of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Now, keep in mind, you may not hear the Holy Spirit specifically mentioned, but remember this. There's so many ways in which this is a wonderful and a powerful and an exciting topic to consider. But remember this, though. Jesus' full name and uh, Jesus' name and title are Jesus Christ, okay? Of course, Jesus means he will save his people from their sins. Christ means the anointed one, the Messiah. Now, what does that really mean, the anointed one? Well, Scripture lets us know that Christ uh, had the Holy Spirit without measure. And his coming, he came, and he came with the anointing of God upon him. So that means the, that the Lord Jesus Christ, amongst other things, is full of the Holy Spirit. So remember, Jesus is the Word of God, and the Word of God is Jesus. So that means God's Word, God's written Word, is full of the Holy Spirit. The Word of God is filled with the Holy Spirit. So when you read and meditate on the Word of God, you're consuming more and more of the wonderful Holy Spirit. And remember, it's wonderful and powerful to consider the names and titles of the Holy Spirit as well because each name, each title can be a powerful Bible study all by itself. Let's just consider a few of the names or titles of the Holy Spirit. Of course, he's the Holy Spirit. He's the Holy Ghost. He's the blessing. He's the anointing. He's the grace of God. He's the fire of God. He's the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit is the hand of God. He's the comforter. He's the counselor. He's the helper. He's our, our divine tutor. He's an ocean. Uh, and there, again, those are just some. He's a river. He's the breath of God. He's our guide. And he's so, so much more. So keep in mind, as I mentioned, every name or title of the Holy Spirit can easily become a powerful Bible study all by itself. Let's consider a few of those names. Keep in mind, amongst other things, Scripture lets us know Jesus is known as the helper. What, what does he help us to do? He helps us to follow God. He helps us to effectively do what God has called us to do. He helps us to carry out the work and the will of God in the world. The Lord let us know 
he wouldn't leave us as orphans, that he would come to us. And so by the power of the Holy Spirit, he's with us continually as believers. So he is a helper. He's a comforter as well. Well, one might ask, why do we need a comforter? Why does the Holy Spirit need to minister to us as our comforter? Well, for one reason, the world hurts. The world has pressure. The world carries pain and difficulty and discomfort with us. And we live in a world where people are through so many different means, looking for relief from pain, looking for relief from discomfort and all the pressures of life. Well, the Holy Spirit, he's the comforter, and he can comfort us in a way in which we're so much more blessed as a result of being ministered to him. And remember, the comfort of the Holy Spirit is always a good thing, a wonderful thing, unlike many of the ways in which the world will try to comfort itself through the end of a bottle or a needle or through all sorts of wrong relationships. But the Holy Spirit, who is the comforter, he comforts us in a very fruitful and a blessed way. He's also the kingdom of God. He's the fire. And we could go on and on with the different names and titles. But keep in mind, learning what it means, what learning what each title or name of the Holy Spirit is very, very helpful and very important because it helps us to learn to live a life in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. And keep in mind, yes, it's critical that we as disciples of Jesus Christ are wise enough to understand that every day is a day to live a life in full cooperation with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit leads us into the perfect will of God for our lives on any given day. As we simply follow the Holy Spirit, we're accomplishing what God wants us to accomplish. And amongst other things, keep in mind, the Holy Spirit is all about ministry. He's all about ministry. There's always work to be done in the kingdom of God. Father, thank you again for the wonderful ministry of the Holy Spirit. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of understanding and insight and help us to grow much in our understanding of how to live a life fully cooperative, cooperating and following your wonderful Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. As we're looking at the topic, walking and moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. We'll be right back.
music of C.C. Winans with Holy Spirit, come and fill this place. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, Walking and Moving in the Power of the Holy Spirit. And again, remember this, the Holy Spirit is a wonderful and a powerful topic to read and study and meditate on Scripture. And remember, this is not something that's trivial information by any stretch of the imagination. Learning to move in the power of the Holy Spirit is critical to everything in the kingdom of God. And so I want to take a moment now specifically. I want to share, as I sometimes do, share from an article. And keep in mind when we share articles like this, our encouragement is that you you would email us to get a copy because it is a reference tool for you to use in your own walk with the Lord, a tool for you to use for you and your family in your family discipleship, but also a tool to share with others, with fellow church members, extended family, co-workers, and saved and unsaved people as well, because, again, they're tools that are used to do ministry. So the name of this article is The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. Please do email us, again, my email, joseph at afr.net, to get a copy of the article. Again, a good reference tool for you to hang on to. Again, the title, The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. John chapter 14, verse 26. Then Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 47. Now, of course, we're not going to read the end, most of the chapter, but it says, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Again, a portion of Acts chapter 2. Then Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, we, the church, are commanded, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The three persons of the Godhead, the Trinity, are God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, and he's very present and busy throughout the Word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, the Holy Spirit is very active and involved in actually in every word. The Holy Spirit has a number of unique and very interesting names and or titles. Some of them are the Holy Ghost, the Helper, the Comforter, the Counselor, the Hand of God, the Breath of God. The Holy Spirit is a fire. He's a river. He's the anointing. He's the kingdom of God. He's the blessing. He is grace. He is, and the list could go on and on, as John chapter 14 touches on. Every name or title of the Holy Spirit has great insight and meaning behind it. And believers could easily do a whole Bible study on each name or title. We are very wise to consider and meditate on the titles and names of the Holy Spirit. Learning about studying and thinking on each name or title can be very enlightening and spiritually encouraging. Let's consider two of the titles that the Holy Spirit carries. The Holy Spirit is the Comforter. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. John chapter, John chapter 14, verse 26. Why do we need a Comforter? 
one might ask. Well, one reason we need a comforter is because so often life can hurt. Life can bring pain, pressure, and difficulty. Life can carry discomfort. It can sting. It can burn. Sadly, often people look for ways to alleviate the pain of life in many of the wrong places. Too many try to soothe their pain with alcohol, drugs, and wrong relationships. Sometimes people indulge in unhealthy lifestyles just to try to numb the pains of life. Well, the blessed Holy Spirit can comfort us in ways that no one or nothing else can. When a person accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit, the source of all comfort, enters their heart and life. And with the Holy Spirit comes peace, joy, wisdom, and encouragement to name just a few of the blessings of comfort that come with him. Now, very often we as believers have to are to stir up the Holy Spirit inside of us to sense his presence, yet he's always there. Reading the word of God can stir him up. Praising and worshiping the Lord can stir him up inside you. Expressing your thanks and gratitude to God can stir up the activity of the Holy Spirit inside of you. And as you stir him up, we can receive and sense his comfort and encouragement more and more. The Holy Spirit is a fire. Exodus chapter 3, verses 2 and 3 tell us, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. Again, Exodus chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. And the Lord went, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and by night. Exodus chapter 13, verse 21. And then reading Acts chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. The Holy Spirit is a fire, yet he is a supernatural fire. In the natural, fire burns, disintegrates, and consumes things. Yet the fire of the Holy Spirit does not consume, but gives life, grace, and light to that which it lights upon. In Exodus chapter 3, the burning bush was not consumed, but it had the light of God on it, and it stood out and pointed Moses and the world, even today, to God. The Holy Spirit within the heart of a believer does the same thing. The fire of the Holy Spirit does not consume us, but it burns within us in a way that causes the world to be pointed to Christ through us and our lives. When the fire of the Holy Spirit is burning brightly within us, he gets the attention of the world and points the world to the Savior who lives on the inside of us. Our job is to live in such a way that the fire of the Holy Spirit within us is allowed to burn brightly every day of our lives. And this can happen daily through our lives as we live continually, as we live to continually add, quote unquote, add fuel to the fire of the Holy Spirit within us. Well, how do we add that fuel? Allow me to share with you ways to do just that, to add fuel to the fire of the Holy Spirit burning on the inside of us. Our life of faithful obedience to Christ and our intimate walk with him determines how bright 
The fire of the Holy Spirit burns within each one of us. Obedience to the Word of God can cause the fire of the Holy Spirit to become a bonfire within us. Neglecting to obey the Word of God and disobedience to the Word of God can cause the fire of the Holy Spirit within us to be quenched. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. When we as believers read and meditate on God's Word daily, we're pouring fuel on the fire of the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Holy Spirit within us. When we spend time in prayer daily, we pour, quote-unquote, fuel on the fire. When we praise and worship the Lord, giving thanks, we pour fuel on the fire of the Holy Spirit within us. When we faithfully are involved daily and as a lifestyle in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, in doing the work of making disciples, we pour fuel on the fire of the Holy Spirit. When we obey the word of God, when we love people and give sacrificially of our time, talent, and treasure to bless others, we pour fuel on the fire. The fire of the Holy Spirit is truly a fire that burns in the heart of every believer in the world, all over the world. Yet a very important question each of us are wise to ask is this. How big and bright does the fire of the Holy Spirit burn inside of me? The ball is in your court. Again, the title of that article, again, The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. So if you'd like to get a copy, and please email us. I'd like to get put in your hands because, again, the article is a helpful reference tool for you to use to go back and read and meditate on the Scriptures, but to really think and prayerfully consider how to walk in the wisdom of it. Remember this, the Holy Spirit, amongst other things, He's a fire, and also He's an explosion, ready to explode through any believer that will dramatically decide to radically follow the Lord Jesus Christ. God has so much work to be done, and yet so, he needs more available vessels that are willing to be used, that desire to be used. Father, thank you for the opportunity, the wonderful privilege and opportunity and, oppor and, and, and chance we have of being used by your Holy Spirit to accomplish your work and will in the world. Lord, help us to be mindful that we're wise literally every day to ask for a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit in view of the fact that, in a sense, spiritually we leak every day. Help us, Lord, to be wise enough to pray for that fresh and filling. Lord, touch each one of us that are listening today. Fill each of us afresh with your Holy Spirit today. And help us to be looking for ways that you can use us today, Lord. Help us to be mindful, Lord, that the Holy Spirit is all about ministry everywhere we go, every moment of the day. Help us to live so that we're available vessels that he can use wherever we might be, whether we're at work or on the job, in the grocery store, in the park, wherever we might be, Lord, thank you for the fact that your wonderful Holy Spirit knows how to do ministry in any context. Help us to simply have our eyes and our hearts and our minds wide open to be vessels that you can use to accomplish your will. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, we're looking today at the topic, Walking and Moving in the Power of the Holy Spirit. And remember this. Every believer, in the truest sense of the word, is called to full-time ministry. And, you know, for believers that don't quite understand that, they may think, well, I, isn't that what we pay our pastor to do, or that's what we pay and support missionaries to do? Well, the fact is, every believer is called to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, and we're called to be in full-time ministry. But to put it another way, God wants us to be available vessels he can use any and everywhere we go. And as we simply yield to the Word of God and the Spirit of God, that's exactly the life we can live, a life of full-time ministry, doing ministry everywhere we go in every context. And remember this, that should be a norm. 
God has so much work to be done, and he needs available vessels to use to get that work done. In the book of Exodus that we alluded to earlier, Exodus chapter 3, and uh, we'll probably need to finish this on the other side of the break, but Exodus chapter 3, beginning at verse 1, it tells us these words. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. But when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you, and this will be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. That was verses 1 through 12, Exodus chapter 3. And here in Exodus chapter 3, of course, we see the commissioning of Moses to go forward to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. But keep in mind, God gets his attention as Moses sees a bush that is burning, but it doesn't burn up. It's not consumed. Well, again, remember, the Holy Spirit is a fire inside of every believer who he burns inside of us, but he doesn't consume us. He empowers us to be vessels that he can reach to accomplish the work and the will of God. We'll pick up on the other side of the break. Again, we're, you're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we look at the topic, Walking and Moving in the Power of the Holy Spirit. We'll be right back. Bread of life Sent down from glory Anything you were on earth, a holy king, a carpenter, but you are the living word there now. Come on. Come on, Houston, you can say it one time with us. Bread, sent down from glory. Many things. Come on, somebody say it. Many things 
awesome ruler, gentle redeemer, God with us, God with us, the living truth, and what a friend we have in you. We like to call you Jesus, Jesus. That's what we call you, yeah. Fred Hammond with You Are the Living Word. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, Walking and Moving in the Power of the Holy Spirit. Again, what a powerful and a wonderful topic it is to study the names and the titles and the functions of the blessed Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us. Uh, Keep in mind, as I mentioned earlier, Uh, Jesus' name and title, Christ, means the anointed one. And, of course, the anointing is the Holy Spirit. And so the Word of God tells us Jesus had the Holy Spirit without measure. And so you could say that God's Word has the Holy Spirit without measure. So one more reason why daily we're wise to read and meditate on the Word of God a whole lot is because More and more, it causes the fire of the Holy Spirit to burn brighter and brighter in us. The more we fill our hearts and our minds with the Word of God, again, it's like pouring more and more fuel onto the fire of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. He burns brighter and brighter. So may that always be a goal. That's one one of the many reasons why we need to be in God's Word every single day. Time in the Word of God allows the Holy Spirit is fire on the inside of us to burn bigger and brighter the more we fill up on the Word of God. It allows the Holy Spirit to do more transforming of our minds and more molding and shaping on us as we read and meditate on Scripture as well. So the Holy Spirit and the Word of God work wonderfully hand-in-hand in our lives to mold us, to shape us, to help us to become more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ. So There are two wonderful tools to work on us every single day, the Word of God and the Spirit of God as well. Now, keep in mind, amongst other things, when we pray as believers, prayer, amongst other things, releases the Holy Spirit to work. So through our prayer lives, we uh, we allow the Holy Spirit to go forward to accomplish the work and the will of God. Now, keep in mind, don't misunderstand me. God is our boss. He always has been, always will be. We don't boss God. God. We don't boss God around. But clearly the things God has already commanded us to do. And as we are obedient, it allows the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. Remember this. The Holy Spirit's inside every believer, but he desires to be released to do the work and the will of God. 
Through prayer, the Holy Spirit is released to accomplish the will of God in the world. Also through our obedient lives, that too is a means whereby the Holy Spirit is released to do the work and the will of God in the world. And remember this, the Holy Spirit is God. He can do anything. But the reality is God has somehow or another chosen to connect himself to prayer. Now, there's mystery behind that because, you know, some might say, well, you know, God can do anything, anything he wants. Well, God's almighty. But somehow or another, he's chosen to connect himself to prayer. So when we pray, prayer, amongst other things, releases the Holy Spirit to work. That's why we're wise to pray every day. Because remember, the Holy Spirit can do anything. But in a very real sense, we, are, we limit the Holy Spirit when we live prayerless lives. We, in a sense, hold back the Holy Spirit from being able to do what he wants to do in a given situation. So, so prayerlessness can be a major problem in the world. Because remember, the Holy Spirit, he can do, he can do anything. But the fact is, again, a prayerless life can be very limiting in the work of the Holy Spirit. So that's part of why the Word of God, amongst other things, tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, pray without ceasing. Why should we seek to live a life where we're praying all the time? Because it allows the Holy Spirit to work all the time. Who wouldn't want the Holy Spirit working in them and through them all the time? And the more we pray, the more we allow the Holy Spirit to do what he desires to do in us and through us in the world. And remember, our prayer life is not just to be about ourselves, praying, Lord, bless me and mine, my four no more. God wants you to pray for the kingdom and the work and the will of God in the world as we pray in the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How does God's will come to pass? When we as God's people pray for God's will to come to pass, again, it releases the Holy Spirit to work, and the Holy Spirit knows how to bring about God's will in any given circumstance. But the key is through prayer, we release him to go forth and do what only he can do. How important it is that we live lives filled with prayer. We're all called to be believers who live a prayer life. Father, thank you for the prayer lives of every single listener. Thank you for the opportunity we have of being able to, amongst other things, release the Holy Spirit to work as we live lives filled with prayer. Teach us, Lord, to be believers who act in obedience to your word through which you told us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. You told us to pray without ceasing. Lord, teach us how to do that and empower us to do that. Strengthen us to do that by the power of your Holy Spirit. Anoint our prayer lives with a mighty, mighty, mighty anointing. Fill us all anew with your Spirit. Fill us with your joy, peace, and grace. And more and more, help us to be vessels through which your Spirit can do exploits every single day. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, you know, praying the Ten Commandments is a wise thing to do every single day because, again, Remember, the Ten Commandments are the Word of God, the will of God. And remember, all of God's Word is His will. The Word of God is the will of God. So when you pray the Word, you're praying the will of God as well. Father, thank you for us as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for us as a nation. Help us as the church and as a nation to put you first. Help us, Lord, to make no graven images. Help us, Lord, to not take your name in vain. Help us, Lord, to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Help us, Lord, to honor our fathers and our mothers. Help us to not murder. Help us to not commit adultery. Help us to not steal. Help us to tell the truth. Help us to not covet. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, you know, as we look in the Word of God, 
We see some wonderful examples of how the Holy Spirit did unique things in and through the lives of different individuals in Scripture. Just to name a few, I think of, for example, the the book of Ruth is a very short book, only four short chapters, but it's a beautiful book, uh, a book that um, opens up with great tragedy happening to a family where the husband dies and uh, um, a widow and her two daughter-in-laws and her sons are left and soon the two sons die. And so you have three widows left. But one of them is a Mo- young Moabite woman by the, by the name of Ruth. But she comes to put her faith and trust in the God of Israel. And as she puts her faith and trust in the God of Israel, apparently through we learn through the scripture that the Spirit of God begins to work in and upon her life because she begins to move towards serving the God of Israel. And as she does, God brings her to be in the right place at the right time. And just to make a long story short, as the book opens near the beginning of the book, she's a poor woman gleaning in the fields of a rich farmer. By the end of the book, by the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through her life, by the end of the book, she's now a servant of God. She loves God. She's now now married to a rich man who loves the Lord. And God places her in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. How does that happen? By the power and grace of the Holy Spirit working in her life and upon her life. That's what the Holy Spirit does. It brings us in line with God's word, with his will for our lives. And remember this, the best thing that can happen to any one of us is for us to be saved and to walk out the call of God upon each of our lives. And how do we do that? The Holy Spirit helps us align with that will. And so one of the one more of the many reasons why we need to read and meditate on the Word of God every single day is as we read and meditate on Scripture, the power of the Word of God, the anointing of the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit on the Word of God literally reaches into our lives and brings us more and more in line with God's perfect will for our lives, His perfect calling upon our lives. So the Word of God as a transforming, uh, does a transforming work upon us by the power of the Holy Spirit as we read and study the Word of God. So literally, it's helpful to understand the more we read and meditate on the Word of God, the more it allows the Holy Spirit to do the work that brings us more and more in line with God's perfect will for our lives. So remember, the Holy Spirit is ready to do the will of God at any moment continually. Our job is to be available vessels. He's always working. He's always working to bring about God's will. Our job is to be cooperative, to be submissive to the Word of God and the Spirit of God continually. Father, thank you once again for the wonderful ministry of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for individuals in Scripture who are good role models. We think of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We think of Ruth, as I mentioned. We think of King David. We think of uh, the disciples in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, and different individuals you used, all of whom learn to submit to your precious and wonderful Holy Spirit. Father, thank you, Lord, for the fact that every day is a day for us to submit to your Holy Spirit. Help us to make getting into your word one of the high priorities of our lives. And Lord, help us to be wise enough to set a goal of reading at least three chapters in our Bibles every day. But Lord, help us to know, Lord, that if we have that habit and we're able to do it wonderfully, that we're wise to increase it, to move to four chapters or maybe five chapters a day, knowing that it only increases the fuel on the fire of the Holy Spirit to do more and more in us and through us. Help us to know, Lord, that how much we allow the Spirit of God to use us is in our hands. The ball is in our court. 
Help us to live where daily we're wanting to be used more and more by your Holy Spirit to accomplish your perfect will and your powerful will in the world. Thank you for the wonderful ministry of the Holy Spirit in and through each of our lives. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. We've been looking today at the topic, Walking and Moving in the Power of the Holy Spirit. And again, if you'd like to get a copy of the article that we read earlier, simply email me at joseph at afr.net, and we'll be glad to email that to you as a reference. Again, the title of the article, The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. Again, email me at joseph at afr.net. As we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today, and you have never invited Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a wonderful day, a great day to make that step. If you want to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer with me now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my whole life. In the Bible, you told us, Whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live and follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in touch with you. Once again, my email joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please email us. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We're glad to share. Again, joseph at afr.net. And again, if you'd like to get a copy of the article that we shared earlier, the article entitled The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit, same email, just email us. We'll be glad to share it with you, joseph at afr.net. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.